Hey there, everybody. This is JVL. Every Friday, Sarah Longwell and I do a secret podcast, and we wanted to share with you a little clip of today's show. And if you want to get the full thing, go and uh, join us and become members at Bulwark Plus. Here's the show. All right. So anyway. can we can we just walk then? Can we do minute and a half on the Trump DeSantis thing? Because this was all kicked off by our colleague, Damon Linker, who wrote a piece in the New York Times, uh, Beg to Differ is Damon Linker, which I think got him just a very bad week on Twitter. And a lot of people, I think, uh, interacted with that. Not the best faith. Uh, a couple people took disagreements with it, Jonathan Chait and John Gans uh, in ways which I thought were were very productive. Uh, because they weren't like total disagreements. They're like, yes, but you have to understand they were sort of, they were really trying to dig in on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote about that this week. You you may or may not have read it. Um, and my contention is that, sure, I think Trump is more more dangerous, is more likely to be more dangerous, right? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is to say that if I, if I had a, if you handed me a remote control with two buttons, one for Trump, one for DeSantis, and you said... You have to push one of those buttons, and that guy's going to become the next president. Right. Uh, I would push DeSantis, not with total confidence, but with my best guess, based on uh, cognitive functioning. Like, he does seem able to, like, intake information and make rational decisions, and he does seem to understand what the reality of the world around him looks like. Mm -hmm. Uh, The fact that he has not yet prosecuted a violent coup to overthrow the government of the United States— and uh, and also on the the very very thin wish that maybe he doesn't mean any of it, right? Which probably isn't true, right? But but you know this is the normie Republican. This is why the conservatism is all flocked to him because they insist ah he doesn't mean any of it. This is just posturing to get. This is what you got to do to get past Trump. I'm just not to. to I, I know you're kind of in, but I don't think that's true. That's not that they don't. He doesn't mean any of it. They like what he says. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. But like, I, I have this fight Fair. with conservatism Inc. a lot, so I hear their arguments, and their arguments are, no, he's competent. He's a competent governor, and the things that he does, we like. The people he takes on, we like. And you guys misrepresent the author- and overblow the authoritarianism, illiberal side of him. So Okay, okay. Well, so, you know, and my response to that is that uh, – he is substantially similar in what he is offering voters to Trump because what he and Trump both offer, the, the, the distinctive feature of it is that they offer illiberalism in ways which are different from Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and Jeb Bush and just about anybody else who you could think to be throwing them, you know, Chris Christie, all of these people who are Republicans who might throw their their ring hats into the rings. Uh, and that my concern is that those two guys suck up 75% of all the of all the votes as of right now. And everybody else who just represents even like severe right wing, uh, super duper conservatism that we don't like uh, or some people don't like, um, they aren't really illiberal in any novel way. And they combine for about 25%. Mm-hmm. That, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the problem is that the, the vast majority of the Republican Party wants the liberal stuff now. That's bad. Sure. Yeah. 
which I, yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. I agree. Uh, and I, this is basically what I said actually on our panel, that they both represent forms of a liberalism. For me, and I'll just, again, I'll run through this very shortly, and I did read your piece on this. Uh, Aww. And, and I, 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 I almost wrote a thing, um, but like this is where we'll talk it out. It's always the same fight, though. You place the blame squarely on the voters, right, and what they want. And, and I also have this thing, you say, well, do they, they want illiberalism? Well, if you ask them, do you want illiberalism? They'd say no. Like if you said, do you want authoritarianism? They'd say no. Uh, but if you ask them, do you think that governments should uh, tell public schools that they cannot teach, you know, critical race theory, people would say yes. Uh, and if you say, should the government not work with businesses that are woke, they would say yes. Uh, and I think that it's hard to tease out. Uh, but again, I go, I have always, I kind of go back to my Republican triangle of doom. You sort of, you always sort of anchor everything with the voters. And I think they're in like a deeply symbiotic relationship where, uh, you know, Trump sort of changed the game around. He changed people's appetites for what they see as fighting back against sort of illiberal cultural forces on the left. So, like, I'll just take one example. Uh, so Newsom said they're no longer going to do business with Walgreens because Walgreens isn't going to sell um, what I think is the morning after pill. I'm not really sure. I haven't gone deep on it. And he's basically taking uh, – and and I, I, there's like there's like nuanced differences in some ways. Like he's like basically taking the state's business and saying like, well, we're not going to do business with you. Which of course people are able. That's sort of capitalism. Is I don't have to do business uh, with people. Um, but you know, I would say that's shades of the same of a similar thing. Now, what DeSantis did actually with Disney, which was try to be like um, actively retributive and and put like new laws in place. Uh, but like. My point is, is that people want politicians who are going to fight their cultural battles hard. And that leads to the illiberalism that we see and that the politicians then do their part. See, the thing about DeSantis is he sort of knows better on the more illiberal stuff he's doing, the the stuff where <clears throat> it is an absolute affront to free speech. It's not that he doesn't mean it. It's that he knows better, but he knows voters want it. And he gives it to them in a package, uh, like a less Trumpy package, that makes them feel good about it, right? Like, I'm going to use government. Like, Trump was just very clear about this. I'm going to use government to, like, be a weapon against your grievances. Like, it is, I am your retribution. DeSantis does that too, right? I'm going to use the yeah. power of government 100%. to punish things you don't like. <clears throat> and so... But my point is, is it's like not just the voters, like they're in a relationship with each other. And they're also in a relationship with the with the, right. The, the Republican Triangle of Doom is the right wing infotainment media, the voters and the elected officials who are all engaged in a in a in a radicalizing sort of triangle because the news, the right wing infotainment news media makes people super, super angry about CRT and super, super angry about woke politics. And they find like these crazy examples and they say, this is what's happening everywhere. And Republicans think, well, that is an existential threat. We've got to do big things to stop it. And I want politicians who are going to go fight that. 
Um, and so I just I I and I and I think that that the politicians also lie to them. Like Donald Trump lied to people about the wall. People like it's such a weird thing. People have a legitimate concern. <laughs> people have, it's like you start with a legitimate concern. We have a border that is not secure. And so Donald Trump comes and, and the media is constantly like immigrants pouring across the border, caravans, they're murdering your children. Uh, so we have a legitimate problem. And then we have like a cartoon version of right wing infotainment media of the problem. And then we have politicians who demagogue that. And then we have Trump who comes along and says, the solution is I'm going to build a wall. And the answer is, no, you're not. Uh, and, but, but, but he just said, I'm going to build a wall. Mexico is going to pay for it. Mexico is going to pay for it. Uh, and we're going to build this wall. And then and then when he's president, he says, I'm going to take money out of this and I'm going to do it by executive order. And we're going to do an end run around Congress and we're going to pay for the wall at this and then whatever. And then he never builds the wall, like never gets built. Uh, but he still tells people he built and the tells wall. people he, he tells it. people he built the wall. That's right. And then tells them that he needs to be elected so that he can finish it. That's right. Last, that last, there's, you know, look, he went through with his punch list. There's like four or five feet of the wall that aren't finished. And the Joe Biden is just letting people stream through. Yeah, anyway, I just I just yeah. I just feel like these are more complicated than just voters want illiberal leaders, right? They it, that's not that's you know, it's like it I mean they 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 do um or they they because they want people who are going to use the power of the government to punish political enemies. Uh but like what the problem is is that there's no limiting principles on these things. Like it, people do want to elect people who are going to be consistent with their values, right, and govern in that way. And when you are an elected politician, the government is your tool through which you are doing things. And so the question is, is like, what is your limiting principle on uh, how you will allow that government to be wielded? And one of the things that made me a conservative was that the limiting principle for conservatives used to be quite further in than it is now, right? Like yep. they wanted to use the government for very little. And so one of the reasons that the focus, like that, I, that my concern both about Trump, but then why DeSantis is so clearly part of the forces unleashed on the party is that DeSantis is supposed to be the kind of conservative who understands those limiting principles and sees government not as a tool, um, but actually is trying to empower private enterprise and that that individuals solve these problems. But like, that's not what he does. He talks about using and he does use the powers of government to try to impose his particular and his constituency's particular um, set of values on the rest of the country. So or the Florida and soon to be the country. Anyway, I, I so that would be my that would be my best attempt at a, at a pushback on the idea that it's just the voters and what they want. The problem is that if you talk to the average person and say, do you want liberty or tyranny? If that person was given truth serum, they would say, well, who gets to be the tyrant? 